Thank you for tuning in to Talking Bay 94, the Star Wars podcast devoted to interviews with the cast, crew, and creators of a galaxy far, far away. I'm your host, Brandon Winerdy, and today we're talking to prop maker and droid creator Bill Hargreaves. From EV-99 and Probots to Bomar Monks and Minox, and of course IG-88, we go through his start working on Alien all the way to his torturous coat hanger from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Live from Madness Comics in Plano, Texas, this is Talking Bay 94, Episode 51, Bill Hargreaves. Today we're talking to Bill Hargreaves, prop maker for the original trilogy, as well as Alien, American World from London. Just the credits go on and on. Thank you so much for, for taking the time and talking to us today. Oh, absolute pleasure. It's people like yourselves that keep the whole thing going. That's what we like to hear. Otherwise, it's just an old man rambling on. <laughs> well, how did you first get into the industry? I know um, you were first introduced to Harry Lang at, Harry at, Lang. at, yeah, at, yeah, at Pinewood, yeah, sure. which is crazy. That's a crazy yeah. way to start in. The... I um, bluffed my way into Pinewood, yeah. um, sneaked in. My brother-in-law was working there. I went to say hello, and I met Harry, and we, we got talking. And he said, you have to see my friend Dave Jordan. Yeah. He says he's doing a little film over in Shepton Studios. Right. Well, that was Alien. <laughs> Just so a little film. A little film. Yeah. Right, yeah. Dave Jordan, of course. You and him working on the Nostromo, and what involvement did you have with the Xenomorph and, and Alien itself? Uh, with the Alien itself, Dave was actually the prop master, so he was the boss, he told us what to do and got everything together. We actually made a whole brain for the Alien, yeah. which was really... Uh, well, everybody knows Alien's a real graphic horror film. Right. But the brain we made was so horrific, they couldn't use it. <laughs> you did your job too well. So we out-aliened Alien. <laughs> what was it then going from Alien to then working on Empire? How did you get involved with that production? Alien was what I call um, a real-life space picture. Sure. They were miners. They were not pretty. They right. were just run-of-the-mill. And I took that to Empire in all the droids I did were were not pretty. They were dirty, they were vicious, they were... So just by watching, your eyes are the greatest thing. You watch, you learn, keep that information and put it onto other projects. It, it wasn't initially well received. They didn't like the idea of grubby and dirty. And, right. uh, but eh, we won people them around. People came along. We won them around. That's really what people think of that lived in universe is well that's that's good and i hope i uh, contributed in a small way to that definitely well on empire you worked with norman reynolds and that whole team what was it like turning what you've learned on alien and then making it more robotic let's say let's go with ig88 for instance which is now iconic right showing up now in the mandalorian Mm. again with ig11 um oh i'm so glad you said that yes yeah because without ig88 there's no ig11 right or 66, right. or 21, yeah, or... The, the OG. 88 was the man. He right. was the first one. My my brief for making IG-88 was, make me a bounty hunter. Okay. That was it. That was it. No more than that. No drawings. A little input. Right. But Norman Reynolds, who's, who's a fantastic designer, right. basically said, just leave him alone, let him do it. Because he knows somewhere in this crazy head there was something coming yeah. out. And he saw it. And that's the, that's the essence of a good designer. Right. If you can leave someone to do it themselves, they didn't need to draw it. You, you, you probably couldn't have drawn that. Right. It had to be drawn afterwards. What were the materials you used? Like, what was that like putting IG-8 together? I used 
anything and everything I could. Yeah. If it looked right, I used it. There's part of an engine in there. There's oilways, which were very, very heavy. And people said, oh, no, don't use them. They're too heavy. No, I want to use them. Everything on it, I hit with a hammer and dented it. Yeah. And so I used everything and anything. And, and people will quote me, there is part of a toilet in there because I like the shape of a part of the system. Yeah. And it's actually in the back of the, of the droid. Appropriate, um, yeah. Which is the right place to be. <laughs> um, so you never saw it on camera. Right. You never, but it was there. And the thing I learned when I first started in the industry is there is no good side to anything. Everything must be 360. Because yeah. directors don't always stay to their, what they say. Right. They'll move around things. So do it all. Right. Never be caught out missing a piece yeah. out. I love it. Well, what else did you work on Empire? I know I read that, of course, the Minox, you made the Minox. The head was possibly modeled by Nick Maley and thrown in a bin. They didn't want to use it. Yeah. All the wings and the actual operation of it, I did. Nobody wanted to do the Minox birds. Right. They were a nuisance. Right. I said, no, I'd do them. I'd already built a, like a flying dragon, which was never used. So I thought, yeah, I can do the wings again. I, Stuart wouldn't do a minor bird. He was yeah. far too he was far too high up to do that. Right. Stuart's a good friend of mine. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah. I spent hours hair in the ears of Yoda for him. Right. Do you know how many hairs are in a Yoda here? I don't know, but you might know. <laughs> far too many. <laughs> far, far too many. Yeah. It takes half your life to do it. Well, you mentioned it uh, when you're talking about the Minox, but not only did you help build these incredible works of art, but you also helped operate a lot of them. I was a designer by doing it, by right. putting it all together. But I operated, the thing I operated most was Tittle Tattle, which is the eye droid in Jabba the Hutt's palace. Yeah. And now you could quite easily say that that was my scene with C-3PO because we worked off each other. You can 100% say that, yeah. Um, at the time, I operated it because everybody went, no, 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 let him do it. He knows how it works. Right. And, and I went up with my mate Steve. We had to dress all in black to be hidden behind the door. And we looked damned attractive, I've got to tell you. <laughs> um, and we just had a really, really good time. Yeah. The first assistant said to me, really good, Bill, you're getting so close to him. And I went, I really can't see him. <laughs> <laughs> you hit Anthony Daniels in the face. Yeah. yeah, a couple of times he had to lean back a little bit. Yeah. To, but I couldn't see him. I had That's to work so blind. And that was great, great fun. Yeah. Really good fun. Well, another incredible design was the Beaumar Monk. Which Bo Beaumar Monk right after it. Yeah. Now, i got to tell you, I'm frightened of heights. Yeah. So I operated that from the ground. Right. But I had three guys up 28 feet working the legs. How many people were required to... To operate four, really. really. You had an endless line, which pulls like, we call it a boat. Uh -huh. but it's like a big box. Yeah. They sat in that with three bars down on six nylons right. to lift the legs. And they worked together and to make it look like it walked. Right. And then you pull the endless line and the boat moves. So you could do it before. Right. Yeah, you could do it before. So cool. What was it like having to design something that would be moving? Right, like a, a puppet like that is so involved in what you have to actually put into that practice. For me, it wasn't a problem. For some of the other departments, it was. Right. Because when something tends to move, they say, special effects. Right. I went, nah. Yeah. I, had, I can't tell you how many rounds I had with people over me painting things. and yeah. mm, I don't know what you'd call me now, but I was a stroppy kid. No, I'd just do it. And I just did things because maybe I knew no better. Right. So I did a lot of stuff I shouldn't have done. Yeah. 
but I won everybody over. Yeah. And I think that's a real testament to your work. Not only were you designing it, but then you were implementing it and puppeteering mm. it and like really a was, jack of all trades. I knew how color is important. And when they brought out the, the model or the whatever you want to call it of IJ, it was silver. It was never silver. It was black. But there was some other dude that was black, so he couldn't be black. So, But yeah, but black, that's black. And that's how it was. The one to the to its right looks silver. It's because there's so much light on it right. to, for a publicity still. Yeah. But it, no, that was just black reflecting. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. Mm. One of the ones that really, I mean, your two models then in the, the Java torture area, right? Yeah. EB99 and... 88, yeah. What was the design process like for those? And both of those had famous voice actors afterwards, they right? They did, yeah. And they were they were designed as a as a real character. Yeah. IJ, yeah, it was a throwaway. Right. Just a quick scene. Was it lasting a film? Five seconds? Right. If you can have that much impression in five seconds. Right. You imagine if I had ten minutes. <laughs> but EV99 and, and 88 were designed as specific characters. So my work on that with the arms, legs, the necks, the breast pieces. With 8DA, I built a mechanical head, which was good, but it didn't fit to the scene the way the designer and director wanted it. So we changed it. If people can give me a reason, you can change it. It's not a problem. So that was, but they were, they were both puppeteered. You could, you could walk them, you could puppeteer them, but they didn't need it. So we didn't shoot it. With the probot, from Empire, as yeah. well as FX7. Mm. What were your involvements there? And both obviously very iconic with the use of their arms and of, of the ligaments. Right. Well, that was the... I mean, FX7 had 27 arms, yeah. and all of them worked. In the film, you don't see it. No time, yeah. nobody to pull the wires, no, whatever. It didn't work the way it should have done, FX7. Right. Um, but it was designed to be a very big, moving robot, yeah. and you didn't see it. But people still loved it, so that was good. Now, the ProBot was basically was two big lumps of fiberglass. Right. But Norman, as the designer, would say to me, Bill, go and make it live. So you'd give bits, bits that would enhance, that would shine, yeah. and make it look real. And I also ended up doing the aerials coming out the top of it. Yeah. And there's a picture here somewhere. Oh, here. That's me putting the aerials in. I love it. That's so crazy. And so the reason I'm outside is one of the special effects guys said, yeah, you shouldn't be in their workshop. And I went, all right, I'll go outside. So I went outside, and, and that's how that. Photo that's happened. where the photo came from. That's so great. Well, not only did you work on Empire and Jedi with all these iconic droids and characters now, but you also worked again with Norman Reynolds on Raiders. Yeah. Obviously, one of the greatest movies of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time. And I read and this is a leading question now. I read that you created or helped create one of my favorite scenes and gags in Indian Jones in any movie ever, which is the coat hanger. Yeah. What was that process like? What, was, it, was it in the script or was it just something that you messed around with or what was... I found out later that um, either Frank Marshall or, or Steven Spielberg wanted to use it in a film and they tried to do it and it didn't work. So Norman said, take it down to Bill, let's sort it out. So they came in and Frank Marshall actually brought it in, the producer, and he said, I need something that's mundane but could be a torture implement. And he gave me a list of things, one being a coat hanger. Right. So I said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that, no problem. He, he left and I went, how the hell am I going to do this? So I sat down, had a coffee. While I'm drinking my coffee, we were storing some dressing rails for the wardrobe department that had hundreds of coat hangers on it. And I went, oh, why a coat hanger? You bend it in, you've got a big hook on the end. I thought, oh, that's menacing. Yeah, but he couldn't, I know. 
So at the start of Raiders, you'll notice they have blowpipes, and right. well, I made all the blowpipes yeah. for them. And inside, I had a bit of some aluminium and tube. In my workshop, I also had some chain, which was actually, again, from a toilet. You may <laughs> notice a theme here. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh, if you had four bits of tube, they'd fold up, and then you could drop them, and they'd right. become rigid. And that's what it is. It's four pieces of tube with a hook. And so two hours later, I rang Frank Marshall, and I said, yeah, that's ready for you to look at. He went, <laughs> what? I went, yeah, have a look. And it was just laid on the table. Yeah. And he went, what is it? And all you had to do was put your finger in a, a key ring, drop it. The middle section dropped together. Right. You'd flick the hook up, put it through. I said, cut it. And he went, he said, that's brilliant. He said, that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. went, well, that's just a mock-up. I'll make you a better one. And he went, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that was it. I never made another one. That that's so it. great. I love it. Oh, and really, I'm surprised they haven't made a prop replica of that. I would just buy that, you know, give I, me $100 and I'll buy it. There are people that have. And I've been asked to make them. And I'm, yeah. No. I might do when I'm old. I'm yeah. only 65 now. So yeah. when I get really old, about 95, I might have a go at doing a churn few. Out yeah, yeah, churn yeah. a few out for the people. and. <laughs> Put me on the list. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll, okay. wait, I'll wait three decades and I'll be ready. Brandon, we can do that. That's not a problem. I love it. Uh, well, Bill, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited. Again, IG-88 has been such an iconic thing, and it is very interesting to see him now move so fluidly in Mandalorian, right? You obviously don't see that now. Oh, no, no. It's, it, no, it's lovely to see. Yeah. I, I will always joke with him yeah. about, you know, uh, it's 88. But, right. no, no, the, with the new technologies, that's good. Yeah. That brings things more to life. Yeah. And No, I'm so pleased. And, you know, like I've said, not being big-headed or anything, but without the original, you can't have the right. copies. You've right. got to have a blank to start you with. You've got to have IG. I have to say, from the day I started in the film industry, I've not stopped laughing. I thought it was all fun, it was yeah. all good. And, and now I've been dragged out of retirement to sign most of this is really good most people are like like yourself and i only just met you but you're nice people but they we've got a couple of people that aren't so nice but you know that's they perhaps not they're not realizing they're getting older and you've got to let young people take over and, right. and keep it going and that that's the bit that makes me sad yeah you know but most most people are really really nice some people aren't like with the bounty hunters most of us are friends yeah. some of us are getting too old to come to the shows but that doesn't stop us being friends with them that's great well Bill thank you so much for, for taking oh. the time and telling some stories it, it really thank means you. a lot oh, you're more than welcome All right. more than welcome Thank you again to Mr. Hargreaves for taking time out of his appearance to talk to us about breathing life into aliens, droids, and, of course, Toad's coat hanger. It was a real delight. As is often the case with our live episodes, this would not have been possible without our friends Zach McGinnis and Galactic Productions. Be sure to check out where Mr. Hargreaves is appearing near you by visiting galacticproductionsevents.com. Until next week, stay tuned, leave a five-star review, and may the Force be with you.